Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Chief, what I would like to ask you is, what is the takeaway? We have got the crime, crime stats through the end of June. What, is the, what are you seeing here? So what the crime stats through the end of June, so up through June 30th, um, overall crime is down by 3.8%. That's overall crime. One of the things to keep in mind is that property crime is what drives your crime rate. So when you combine property crime and crimes against people, you add those two together and the overall crime is down by 3.8%. Um, looking at property crime as an overall stat, property crime is down by 8%. However, violent crime or crimes against uh, a person is up by 18%. So it, it is uh, higher than what we were compared to 18. So that's comparing 2018 and 2019. When um, you say that prop, that prop crimes drive the crime rate, what does that mean? That means that Property crime, there are so many of them I see. that that is what drives these uh, crime stats. So, for example, um, burglary to a motor vehicle in 2018 through June 30th, we had 391. Same time this year, we are at 330. That is down by 16%. But because you're dealing with so many uh, property crimes, that is what pushes your violent crime because the number of property crimes outweigh the number of uh, crimes against persons. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Would um, problem would property crimes also help drive the crime rate because they could be a motivating fact fact factor? When it comes to violent crime, for for instance, if someone breaks into a car, they might be mad and want to go get that guy, and then they then they do a crime against a person, or is it no, more just I, the sheer numbers? Yeah, I think it's just uh, sheer numbers. I no incident pops into mind that I could think of where somebody uh, committed a property crime and. What gets tracked are burglaries, burglaries to a motor vehicle, theft, motor vehicle theft, and arson. Those are considered property crimes. I can't think of a specific incident where a person was a victim of a property crime and went and committed a crime against person because they were mad at that person. Well, even, I mean, haven't we seen that in some of the motives that have come out for for home invade invasions, they got ripped off for for some some a thing, and they got mad and they wanted to go get some someone. I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know that I've heard it in the past. I would say 
now home invasions are a crime against person, right, obviously. Right. Um, we've had cases where a uh, uh, someone in a relationship, you know, may break into somebody else's home, um, but I, I can't think of any specific uh, incident where somebody had something stolen from them and then they go commit a home invasion. Why? Why do you think violent crimes? Are up by eighteen per per percent. What is the total n- number? In other words, uh, when you say eighteen per percent, because it is less, that could may maybe be up by like five, right? right or no? Right. Yeah. And overall, we're not dealing with um, a very large numbers. You know. So, for example, in two thousand and eighteen. We had 299 aggravated assaults slash uh, batteries. In 2019, we have 342, so that is up by 14%. Um, now, our homicide rate, into again, this is through June 30th. In 2018, we had uh, 10 compared to 2019 where we had 11 through June 30th and that is up by 10%. Obviously, we had a couple uh, in the month of July so that will that will increase uh, more than likely for the next... Uh, what do you think ends up uh, hap- happening here? Because when I've gone off and talked to folks, there's a perception that crime is out of hand. It's not that it's up in some places, down in some places. The overall perception, <clears throat> sir, is that crime is out of hand. Yet we look at these stats and for the most part, for the crime that affect the vast number of folks, it is down. Right. Most, most folks are not beat up. Most people are not shot at. Most people are not killed. Right. But many folks have their cars broken in. Many people have their homes broken into. Those crimes are down. So why is there a perception, sir, that crime is so out of, out of hand? I think definitely one of the things that um, enhances the perception is social media. Because um, one person can make a post and it can reach thousands or hundreds of thousands of people compared to before we had social media. You may just hear about something in your small neighborhood or to your small group of friends that you talk to, but now with social media, you can make a post and it spreads. So when um, more information is getting out, which is not a bad thing, I you know I, I don't uh, think that it's bad that information is getting out, but I think the perception. Uh, gets enhanced what can, um but how is that di- diff- different from when t i mean we have had news do doing the crime stuff for years i mean the paper used to have a much big bigger reach the t tvs used to have a much bigger reach i mean it wasn't now people mostly turn to social media but in the past you could open up the paper you could turn on the uh, news and everybody could watch but, that, right? Or no? But there, but what would be reported because of limited resources are the significant crimes. Whereas now, with social media, 
every time someone's involved in something and they they post uh, that this incident has happened, um, it, there's just more uh, frequent posts about it. What can what can be done? And I ask that because when I asked folks, you know, what can be done? People said one person said no, nothing. You can't do anything. The cops can't stop it. There's nothing we can do. I've talked to some people who said that church is the best way. I've talked to some people who said we should put a cop on every block. Of course, we do not have the resources for, for, for that. But what is the answer? Because apparently there is a perception that it is out of hand, that apparently that means that enough folks in the city don't feel safe. And if people don't feel safe, then one could make the case our police department is not doing its job. So, number one, the police department cannot do it by itself. The police department cannot um, address this violence issue without the assistance of the community. The community and I'll go back to uh, the homicide that occurred up on the East Bluff where the 14-year-old shot the 16 On Fry, right? Um, I believe that's where it was, yeah. The, um, I think, 400 block? Yeah, uh, their various uh, fair, fair, I believe. Yes, yes. That case, an arrest was made in that case a little over two hours after the incident happened. That was due... To community involvement. We have a dead four-year-old whose case is still open because we're not getting community involvement. We need community involvement. Most of the time, I I was going to say 99.9% of the time, the police aren't on scene, but instead of throwing out a percent, I will just say most of the time, the police are not present when the incident occurs. So that's where we need witnesses. We need the victims to cooperate. A lot of times in a lot of these shootings, the victims don't cooperate. Um, people don't want to be labeled as snitches, but there comes a point where if they want things to change, they have to step up and say enough is enough, we're not going to tolerate this. Is this is this a, a side cycle? Um, we've got a chart here that basically shows it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And we've had we've had some we've had some years for murders where we've had eight. We've had last a year where we had twenty-three. Um, it's very difficult. In other words, uh how much of this, are, are we focusing too much in the day by, in the day by, a day, and in the minute? Or should we do that? Because every life matters and every crime affects a person. People should feel safe in their homes. Absolutely. People should be able to walk the uh, streets. So what is this? Is this a sign that's starting to trend up of violence in, in the city and that we should get really, really wor worried? Or do you think that we're just in a, for, for, and, and this is going to sound bad, a, a rut where we're at a low point, but 
will get it will come up now and the numbers give us a trend so by looking at numbers and what's happened in the previous years that gives us an idea of how we're trending you know what what direction are we going so it has its peaks and valleys so some months may uh like we started off this year bad we had a lot of violent crime at the beginning of the year then it kind of dropped down leveled out and then it spiked up again so now we're uh experiencing another peak it's it's uh going back up if you look at this uh gunshot chart that dates back to 2005 2005 to 2019 and this was uh through july 8th um the weekend after we had the uh, 11 people shot the is not the highest uh incident number of incidents so we had uh, 39 incidents and 46 people shot um and it's not the lowest and like you, like you said, I agree with you 100%. Every life matters. I would love to see where we don't have any shootings, no murders. But in a city this size, to be realistic about it, we are going to have shootings and we're going to have murders. And it's, it's unfortunate, but um, we're, we're going to have them. Now, if you compare to 2010, the number of shootings... 2010 had 67 people shot by by this by, by this time by July 8th this this chart is through July 8th 2010 had 67 2019 had 46 21 people less i mean that that's significant what what was the murder, murder count by that time and that's where uh, let's see, murder count in ten was fifteen at uh, the same time. So we're actually down from from that. Yes, by one. Uh, well, at, at the two compared to right, but in reality, I guess since the one, if you at the time this report was documented, we only had we had thirteen, but the uh, young man just passed away from his uh, injuries that he sustained on July 6th. Right. So I would say 14 compared to 15. So, I mean, it was down, but you had 21 more people shot. So kind of like we talked about last year with the number of homicides that were up, because last year we ended uh, the year... I think it's 23. Because I think it was one that late, late, later got added, added, added on. I, I was going to say 22. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's what it got. But I thought one got add, add, added in. Gotcha. But I don't remember. The point is, is that Compared it was Compared to so the hot. two previous years of 10, but we had um, less uh, shooting victims last year than what we had the two previous years but what we had is more happening here do you think do you think that there is like a lot a lot a lot of folks like to talk about gangs some people like to talk about beefs or um fights some people like to talk about a face a facebook war i mean some people say it's just hot outside and folks are just being shorter i mean 
What do you think is, is taking place here? And again, I don't expect to hear a specific, this is what happened in this crime, but sure. what are your officers telling you that the streets are saying? <clears throat> so a little bit of both. There, uh, I do believe that there are some retaliation shootings that are, are occurring. Um, some of the evidence that I've seen, I could say that there are retaliation shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say that there are some incidents that just grow out of control. So, for example, argument occurs, fistfight occurs, and then somebody shows up with a gun. So it just escalates to the point to where shots are fired and somebody gets hit. Um, then you have the um, incidents where, uh, for example, this past weekend where a car pulls up to the corner and several people are, are outside and somebody shoots at a few people that are standing outside, but you have several other people that are out there that get hit. Even though the victims may have been targeted, it, it was not a, I, I do not believe it was a random drive-by shooting where somebody says, oh, look, there's a bunch of people outside. Let's drive by and shoot. There were intended targets, but it just so happened that several people were standing outside. Um, and in those type of cases, you have innocent victims that, uh, or unintended victims that, that get struck. What should, what should the average per person, and here is your chance to talk right to them, what should, I mean, there are people out there who are buying guns, they're locking their houses, they're moving out of town, they're buying those ring things, uh, the doorbells. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your message for the average person? I mean, there's a lot of people out there who think it ain't safe here. I think if you look at, if you look at the incidents, like I said before, the incidents are not random. They are, they are targeted incidents. Um, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to listen to your gut instincts to where if you see something occurring and, and you think it may uh, get out of hand, go with your gut on it and leave that situation. Um, but again, being aware of your surroundings, I, um, and again, going back to see something, say something, if you see something that is suspicious, I, um, I, I took a call, uh, last week about, um, from a citizen saying that, well, this occurred, I saw people hanging out and then this incident happens. If they would have called when they saw the suspicious activity at first, then the incident possibly could have been prevented. Um, we do not have enough police officers, as you mentioned earlier, to put them on every corner. I would love to have enough police to be able to put officers on every corner, but that's realistically not possible. Um, we talked before about the walk and beat program uh, division that we used to have at the police department. That was funded by the uh, Peoria Housing Authority. 
and the officers worked in the public housing areas. And so we, we no longer have walking beat, but what we have instead of a walking beat, we have the resident officers. We have four and we're adding our fifth resident officer. The resident officer program is designed to be similar to the walk and beat in the sense of officers getting out and getting involved in the community within their zone, building relationships. I said before, the police can't do this alone. We need the community's assistance and involvement. People bring up, well, the community doesn't trust the police. That's where we have to work on those relationships. But the thing is, is that do we need more more than five walking beats? I mean, obviously, the city, city has certain budget, budget issues. But you mentioned that these are not targeted shootings, and I get that. But there's a lot of people, there's a perception that folks are breaking into cars left and right due to that um, um, rash that we had around the beginning of the year, or mm-hmm. at least the beginning of spring. I, um, We've had and that's a- not it, and that is something that, quote, the people who don't engage in a certain life, lifestyle are being affected by. I'll touch on that because what we're seeing, we have groups of individuals that go around looking for crimes of opportunity, and one of those is vehicle burglaries. Mm-hmm. The vehicle burglaries that are being committed are to unlock vehicles, the majority. You know, when you see that that rash that we had, um, I think out in the Northwest uh, subdivision, all of those vehicles were unlocked. Once the individuals gain, uh, get something out of there, they're going to go back to that area. Um, We've had some on the East Bluff and some on the South side, but the majority of the vehicle burglaries are unlocked vehicles. I was in Florida in June. I saw a public service announcement by the police department in Orlando telling people, lock your cars because we're having burglaries to unlock vehicles. It is the exact same thing. It is a uh, something that police departments across the country deal with. So it's not unique to Peoria. It's, uh, it, it's across the country. So are we really a reflection again taking away the uh, shootings, which of course you cannot. But outside of the few targeted things that you say are not random, is our crime rate pretty much reflective of a national thing, which has seen crime drop, yet our violent crime rate is bucking that trend, and it's going up. Um, Without I don't know offhand uh, what the crime rate is doing across the country. Um, with stats, you know, I, I don't know what percent it's up or down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But from talking to other police chiefs, they're experiencing the same uh, trends or crimes that, that we're seeing in Peoria. Their uh, crimes against person is is up. But then some of the other communities, uh, a couple of chiefs that I've talked to, in uh, a little bit south of here, they have the same issue with burglaries to unlock vehicles, um, and they're seeing that the trend, just like we are, is it'll come in um, 
a number of burglaries will happen and then it will be quiet for a little bit then they'll go back down and to touch on the uh the burglaries that were occurring in uh, uh the center bluff and west bluff area we had we arrested an individual that committed 28 burglaries he that person was responsible for 28 burglaries and i believe almost all of them were to businesses um so as you could see one person can really really drive the crime yeah. rate up is there any anything else chief that that you would like to uh, say um I, I think before jumping to conclusions look at the overall get all the information that's out there get all the information that's um available and then compare to what's currently going on um and, and i'll be the first to admit when we had the uh the weekend of july 3rd to the 6th when we had 11 individuals shot one fatally we pulled the numbers uh monday morning to see where we were again going back to perception i thought for sure that we were going to be way above where we were in 2018 and then i pulled the numbers and and i not to minimize this at all so don't don't get me wrong in that i'm minimizing it but we were three incidents or three victims higher than last year i I couldn't believe it. I thought we would be way above last year. Is it is it just a case of where when we have a lot happening in a short amount of time that it seems like it's all the time as opposed yes. to it is a four-day cycle. And again, one per person being shot is, is bad. Yes. Nobody should, should be shot. But... In the context of things, we also went a week or two without any, anybody being shot. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, and if you remember at the beginning of the year, from mid-January to like the beginning to middle part of February... I think I mean, we had it like was, four, yeah, four, four homicides. Deaths. Yeah, um, So when you do have a lot of incidents in a short amount of time, and then going back to social media, it really does... Uh, make it seem like it's worse than what it is in the larger scheme of things. All right, Chief, and listen, I do appreciate Thanks very, very much Thank you. for your time, man. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.